The war between Israel and Hamas starts up again, and Hamas has given Israel and the world reasons why the Gaza Strip should be turned into a parking lot. And Pramila Jalapal shows us the unfeeling, immoral animal that she is that hates Jews and feels bad for murdering rapists. I'm not making this up. She said it. Let's listen to that little interview. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you're having a great day. I hope you had a great weekend. I did. It was a good weekend. Kind of relaxing, kind of slow. Great football this weekend. Now, let's get to something I haven't covered in a while, and that's our Dumbass of the Day. I actually had a whole load of dumbasses of the day last week, and we're going to cover most of them today, but I took last week's dumbasses of the day, and I made a complete story out of them, so we're going we're gonna to hit that up uh, a little later, so you're going to be hearing a bunch of dumbasses, but we've got to go to the source, the queen dumbass, and that's Kamala Harris. So she was sitting back, and she was talking about the Israel-Hamas war. And talking about the conflicts and, and how the war can stop. By the way, the war started up again. There's a shocker. So And <laughs> the war started up again because Hamas was being a bunch of assholes. So she, here she is. I don't know where she is. It's She could be at COP28. I'm not sure where she is. But here's Kamala Harris putting her two cents in. And in the dumbass way, she knows how to do it. said that we have to revitalize the Palestinian Authority, which means giving the support that is necessary for good governance, um, understanding that on the issues that must be resolved as we think of a plan for the day after, it is about good governance, which will bring transparency and accountability to the people of Gaza and the West Bank. Um, it's also about what we need to do to recognize there must be some plan for security for the region, and I suspect it, as, a, as a plan develops, it will take into account interim and then longer term. And finally, what we must do in terms of rebuilding uh, Gaza and a commitment to that. That was 44 seconds of I don't know. I don't know. She just sat there and used a lot of political words, right? Transparency in the interim and in the long term. And in the, she didn't say a word in that entire statement. And of course, no one raises their hand and said, well, how are you going to do that? And what? And by the way, she's already talking about rebuilding Gaza. What? You're worried about rebuilding Gaza? I'm nothing personal, but F them. Because I've seen enough video to realize, F them. <laughs> rebuilding Gaza? How about we destroy Hamas first, and then we talk about rebuilding Gaza? We're still, we still got to really question those people over there in the first place. I know there's a lot of people that are sitting there, women and children and civilians and things like this. I got news for you. Evil is evil. And I think evil is, is sunk into the bone of that, of that little territory. I'm not sure a lot of those people can be saved. And the question is going to be, yeah, you could get rid of Hamas, get rid of Hamas, uh, the actual freedom fighters now, but what's going to happen after? 
I think that should be the long-term question. How do you make the the Gaza Strip into an area that isn't holding a bunch of Jew-hating bastards that they already were? Because you got to remember, in 2008, they voted Hamas in. Hamas became the government over there. And there's got to be some questions as to, okay, these people already hated Jews back in 2008. Are they going to hate Jews less now? This is always a question I, I, I think about. When I think about the West, when I think about the West Bank, when I think of the Gaza Strip, when I think of Southern Palestine, I think of Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, the story where God wanted to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham was trying to convince God not to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because there were innocent people there and God said, well, show them to me. That's what I'm asking about uh, the Gaza Strip right now. Oh, there are people who don't hate Jews over there? Well, point them to me. I want to see them. Because we seem to forget on October 7th, when Hamas terrorists struck, a lot of Palestinian citizens also crossed the border and started looting the places that Hamas was destroying and killing. You've got to sit back and we've got to sit back and really consider, is this entire Gaza Strip not evil to the bone? Because I, they train these kids this. These kids that are dying, supposedly. And I say supposedly because you can't trust what Hamas says. They're the ones giving us the death figures. Um, can Are these people even worth saving? Are we? Is there, a reason, is there any reason why Israel shouldn't car, carpet bomb the Gaza Strip and start all over and make it into a parking lot? That's got to be the big question. And I don't know that anyone really has an answer. I know that a lot of people on the left, they have an answer. The answer is no. Because, yeah, they're probably all evil, but that doesn't matter. Israel is evil, as we'll see in the next sentence, in the next section. But anyway, thanks to Kamala Harris, our future president, uh, not answering a question as usual. This is typical uh, Kamala Harris having no answers, not giving any answers, yet giving an answer that doesn't work anyway. I, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. Okay, so here are a couple people. These two were not our dumbass. They would have been our, our dumbass of the day last week, but I didn't get to it. But I decided, let's play these two broads. And they're not really, they're dumbasses still, but they really lead us into some bigger questions. Now, I would have called them dumbasses, but the reality is, after listening to the interview with Pramila Jayapal, um, they're just saying exactly what she says. So, But they're so off, and they try and look intellectual. They got the glasses on. They're holding a cup of coffee with a sweater. Of course, they're always in front of a bookcase. Right? You ever watch an interview on the news and they're talking to somebody who's supposed to be a quote authority, end quote, who's supposed to be an expert, very knowledgeable, and they're always sitting in front of a bookcase. Of course, half those bookcases are filled with Dr. Seuss and crap like that. Or, you know, uh, how to be an anti racist by that other idiot, Ibram X. Kennedy. But 
Look, look behind them whenever you see that interview and see what books they're actually reading. And if you see the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew mysteries, the entire set, then you got to question what they're an expert of. And I, I do do that because half the time what these people are saying I'm not interested in. And what they're saying is... Uh, and what they're saying is BS. I just want to see what kind of idiots they are. And I learned that by looking at the books they read because they always sit in front of a bookcase. Like, be honest with you, I have a huge bookcase. I've read maybe three quarters of the books I have. So I know these guys haven't read all those books. So let's listen to this first, Brad. Um, I don't know. She's, again, just, she's got a coffee cup. So she's got a it got coffee cup and glasses. So she's got to be smart. So let's listen to her. Israel is in a real country and they started the war 75 years ago with the Nakba. Israel started it. Israel started it. There's nothing to finish for them. It's time for Israel to be finished. Now let me make this clear. That was not a call to eradicate my people or my religion. That was a call to eradicate and dissolve the state of Israel. Israel started it 75 years ago. Hamas has the right to finish it. Free Palestine. For a woman who claims she's Jewish, I, she sure hates Jews. I, I love when people who sit back and say, well, I'm Jewish. I, no, you're not. You're not Jewish. You're not Israeli. And you're not Jewish. And by the way, um, she, oh, is, Israel started 75 years ago. Israel did not start it in 1949 when the Israel, Israeli state was created. Israel didn't conquer anyone in 1949. It, it was voted in by the UN, it was voted in by countries that actually hate Israel, Russia, China, the United States, all of Europe, they all voted that this little piece of land, this sliver of land in the Middle East should become Israel. And what she also forgets, and I'm, I'm surprised as a Jew that she doesn't know this, but Israel held that land when it was called Canaan. 3,000, 2,000 years, uh, about 1,000 years before Islam even became a thing, and there were no Palestinians. There was no such thing as Palestine. Let's not forget, Israel existed when the Romans were there, and the Romans conquered and colonized and then called it Palestine, in order, which, was, which stood for the land of the Philistines, to insult the Jews. And they actually colonized that area for a couple of thousand years. So I keep hearing about the colonization, colonization. The state of Palestine never existed. So this gal's an, an idiot. She doesn't know. It did not happen 75 years ago. And Israel didn't colonize 75 years ago. The, the country was given to them. And a lot of countries that hate Israel now were the ones that voted to give it to them. And by the way, let's just say you do disintegrate Israel. Where, where, where are they going to go? Where are the Israelis going to go? That's like calling for, and by the way, they are calling for this. 
disintegrating the United States. Give it back to the Indians. Well, where the hell are we going to go? She doesn't think like that. Here's another one, but I think this one is actually... I, I think this one's just nuts. So let's listen to her. I want one more fucking person to say that there were innocent civilians just dancing at a music festival for peace. Because, yeah, who doesn't love a genocidal, ethnic-cleansing, colonizing, tree-hugging hippie? Not I, that's for sure. Not I, motherfuckers. They were just dancing at a music festival for peace, a few fucking kilometers away from an actual concentration camp. <laughs> but we're the uncivilized ones, right? But we're the ones you people in the West look down at and turn your nose up to and say, look at those dirty brown savages, right? But we're not the ones raving and doing drugs a few kilometers away from a fucking concentration camp. How are we the savages? You guys are so savage and barbaric that one of your talking points, your main selling points in the news these past few weeks have been, oh, they were just dancing at a fucking peace festival. Did you know that if you walked a few kilometers from where that music festival was in Gaza, life expectancy drops about 10 years. I mean, how is that a selling point? How were they dancing for peace? How were they doing drugs and raving for peace? Be so fucking for real right now. Like, just be so fucking for real. And listen, I am not saying that they deserve to die for it. Because any loss of life of any kind, of any species, before its time is a tragedy. It is. But I'm just saying, how are we the savages when you have dehumanized us to a point where that is your selling point, that these people were just raving for peace next to a, a concentration camp that has now been turned into an extermination camp. So fuck anybody who has been using this as a talking point. Fuck you all. What a moron. That's all I gotta say. She's just, uh, it's just, this human being is a moron. She doesn't know shit. That's part of her problem. I mean, the concentration camp that she's talking about in the Gaza Strip, again, the guards are not Jews. The guards are not Israelis. The guards are the Hamas, the terrorist organization. And she keeps jumping in that that deal where it was a rave for peace or some crap. It, it was called a peace festival. They weren't raving for peace. They were just had dancing. And of course, she skips things like, you know, rape and murder, shooting people in the back of the head, you know, cutting out babies from pregnant women, raping mothers while they watch their babies being roasted in the oven. She forgot about that part. I She totally skipped that part. I truly believe. One of the things that needs to happen, we all need to watch that 45-minute video of the Hamas GoPro video that they released, that Israel released. Because the only people that have seen it are politicians and the media. And I think we all need to see it. I think we all need a little bit of a reality check. It's Because once we see that, we will be disgusted at these people, these, these freaking barbarians, these animals. And then maybe there won't be so much 
hey, we need to come to the peace table. So, yeah, yeah, but anyway, here we go. So what's happening over there? Why am I going off? Well, this weekend's been very colorful. So the anti-Israeli protests continue. Um, the world is, is on fire right now. Uh, the United States has been attacked about 80 times by Iranian proxies. Everywhere from Yemen, the Hutus have attacked, uh, Iranian Assyrians have attacked about 80 times in Iraq. And on the sea, we've had our naval ships attacked. And nobody's doing anything about it. Absolutely nothing is being done about it. The President Biden, I think, has launched maybe four attacks. Four to, four to ten attacks against all of these groups. Nothing has happened. We've been shooting down drones coming from Yemen. And nobody's sitting there and saying, well, maybe we should just bomb Yemen. Weakness. Weakness. We continue to show weakness. And as we give a mouse a cookie... The mouse is going to want a glass of milk. So what are they doing? They're now performing terrorist attacks. There was a terror attack, terror attack in Paris, France this weekend. One killed, three were injured. ISIS claimed responsibility. There was another terrorist attack in, in Asia, in uh, the Philippines. A church was bombed. Four were killed, 50 were in, injured. ISIS claimed, claimed responsibility. Hamas has decided to break their treaty, their peace, uh, their uh, ceasefire with Israel. A terrorist attack occurred in Jerusalem. Four were killed, including a pregnant woman. And, and I don't know how many were injured. I can't remember. But a bunch were injured. Uh, let's see. Six, uh, four, six were injured. Sitting at a bus stop, two Hamas terrorists came out and started shooting. Hamas took responsibility. Hamas has decided to start bombing Israel again. So just out of nowhere, I guess they ran out of hostages. They gave up their 50 hostages. They started sending missiles into Israel again. No talk of that, by the way. CNN didn't bother to bring that up. They, I mean, that would have been the first question I would have asked Pramila Jal, but Well, I mean, they just started bombing Israel again. So... Don't talk about the ceasefire. Israel didn't start bombing Hamas, bombing uh, the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip started bombing Israel. Now what? All that peace stuff you guys keep talking about. So Israel started their precision strikes again. And then there was some idiot in the United States. It's, it's not getting any better in the United States. The, the world is on fire. We're still w waiting for a terrorist attack, though that seems to be happening. We seem to be getting very close to a terrorist attack. 73% of college students of Jewish descent have said they've been harassed. They've seen harassment. It's happening all the time in our colleges. A Harvard whistleblower says that their professors are calling for the killing of Jews. They're actually saying that in private, and they're teaching in classes how bad the Jews are. That has gotten so much traction that the, fed, the federal government has started a probe to find out what the hell are they teaching in this school. Some pro-left, uh, far-left, pro-Palestinian protester decided to wrap himself up in an Israeli flag in Georgia, right in front of the Israeli consulate, and set himself on fire. In New York... 
a group went in front in a rent a group of pro-Palestinians walked in front of a Jewish bakery and started accusing the bakery of genocide, not allowing anybody into the bakery simply because it was owned by Jews. This is happening. United States is doing nothing about it. Just sit back and, you know, I, this is, this is a time I'm very conservative it's a time to take these people, stick them on a plane, and send them to the Gaza Strip. Get them out of here. Deport them. Get rid of them. Anybody who is this pro-terrorist and not from the United States needs to be shipped out of the United States. Now, I'm just waiting for a terrorist attack to happen here. It's going to happen. I mean, our borders are wide the frick open. And, and these guys keep doing nothing. Last week, in the Biden administration, they're beginning to cave. Last week, a letter was sent to, by Biden staff members stating that there should be a permanent ceasefire between Gaza and between Hamas and the Israelis. And the Biden administration shouldn't be supporting Israel. And the Biden administration should be enforcing a peace treaty. No money should be going to Israel and a peace treaty should be, should be signed between Israel and and the United States should push it. And the Biden administration, what what they should have done is said, well, thank you for your opinion. Now, let the adults talk and go say that. No. They, and then if they still threw a fit, fire them all. Fire them all. Get new, new staffers. Half those staffers aren't paid. Just go in there and can them. But they don't. They just, oh, yeah, we got the letter. Yeah. The Biden apologized for saying that the death toll in the in the the death toll that Hamas is screaming about because of the Israeli bombing was fake. He said you couldn't trust Hamas that they were probably lying about the death toll that 15,000 people probably weren't killed. A point where Biden should be saying because it's probably true. A time when Biden showed some balls He's now apologizing for that. And he's still calling for a two-state solution. When are these guys going to get it? They don't want a two-state solution. They want Israel off the map. They want Israel gone. They say it. And then there's Pramila Jayapal. Oh, my God. So this gal did a nine-minute interview with CNN. I think it was Dana Bash she was interviewing with. And my Lord, Dana Bash, I, I got to say, I don't like her. She's a terrible journalist. She's still a ter terrible journalist, but they're beginning to show a little bit of doubts about this whole it, it protect Hamas crap. And they're beginning to call out these far leftists because, first off, they're seeing the videos. Israel is not giving up. They're not letting up. And Hamas... Uh, heads are actually saying things that are contrary to what our leftist politicians are saying. And you just can't ignore them anymore because they're saying it all the time. And Israel, the Israel government is saying, they keep saying this and you keep saying we shouldn't do anything. And as a matter of fact, there was, a, there was one interview between, uh, I can't remember, it was a, a, English, a, British, uh, a British news outlet 
And the guy had said, oh, well, you should have a ceasefire. And the guy said, well, wait a minute. This guy just said we're going, and we're going to get into that. This guy just said that, oh, yeah, there's going to be more attacks. What about that? What would you do in, in Britain? What would you do in the United States? And the guy cut him off. The guy cut him off. Here's the, uh, here's the problem. All these people live in a bubble. They live in a bubble. They do not they do not know what's going on outside the bubble. And the reality is in just about every point in history, any point of history, there are always two sides and you need to know the two sides. And half the time when you listen to the two sides, you'll find that there's justification usually for both sides. Well, now people are beginning to see that what Israel is saying is true. Israel does have a point of view here. And Israel is not hiding anything. Did you kill civilians? Yeah, we did, unfortunately. But Hamas is hiding. You gotta do it. They're using humans as, they're using human shields. They're using their civilians as human shields. And then when you come back with the lie, when Israel is telling the truth. And then when Hamas lies, and then you have evidence that Hamas lies, like that hospital being blown up, a hot parking lot got bombed, seven cars were destroyed, the hospital is still standing, and Hamas terrorists are on video inside the hospital. When you have the truth come out and that shows that Hamas is lying, it's really hard to be a legitimate journalist and not point some of this stuff out. Well, Pramila Jayapal, a Democrat from Washington, far leftist, very pro-Hamas, very pro-terrorist. She was interviewed by Dana Bash, and it did not go well. It looked really bad. So we're going to talk, we're going to go through that interview. I had to watch it. You have to watch it. You have to listen to it because you don't have to. You can go somewhere else, I guess, but please don't. But the fact of the matter is, this is the typical leftist standpoint and how they talk from both sides of their mouths. It really is a learning moment. And Dana Matt Bash, as much as she really kind of pushed back a little bit, she didn't push back enough. She could have really gone off. And I, th the reason I know this is because I listened to one-minute clips of this whole thing and thought to myself, uh, no, but this, 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 this. Dana Bash could have gone all 10 minutes of her segment just on the first question because just to counter what Pramila Jayapal was saying. So let's listen to the first, uh, let's listen to the first question. Uh, you can already tell well, this, where this whole thing is going by listening to that first question. The uh, military attacks against Israel. You have repeatedly called for Israel to implement an indefinite ceasefire, but Given what we have just seen with what I just described, is that realistic? Well, it's what has to happen, and I do think it's realistic. I think what we saw is after, uh, you know, many weeks of saying we couldn't get to a ceasefire, that was not going to happen, we did have a temporary ceasefire, and what happened? We were able to see a significant number of hostages released. We were able to get humanitarian aid into Gaza. And I think the long-term plan for what happens is incredibly important. Now you've seen Vice President Harris made a very strong statement yesterday. Uh, Secretary, Defense Secretary uh, uh, Lloyd Austin 
also was very clear that if you engage in urban warfare in the way that Israel did in northern Gaza, what you will do is perhaps win a temporary victory or reprieve, but you're not going to win the long-term strategic war. So the only way, Dana, to get through this is to make sure that we, first of all, do not have the kinds of casualties that we saw in northern Gaza. There's no way to do that with the kind of war that Israel is waging right now. I'll agree with her on one part. Um, Israel could be doing a lot better in this war. They could carpet bomb the entire Gaza Strip. That's what they could do. That would end the war really quick. And the more I see of this crap, the more I'm thinking that's really going to be the only way to deal with this. So, yeah, a ground war is going to be messy. Precision strikes are going to kill are going to kill civilians. But the reality of the matter is there's no other way. And I'm sorry, a peace deal is not a thing. This ceasefire was not a huge success. It gave Hamas time to hide, rearm, and plan. We only got 50, 50 hostages. That's less than 25% of the hostages. The Now, granted, the rest of the hostages, they're probably not going to release because they're military, and they don't want the military back on the field, and the other hostages probably dead. And how do we know this didn't work? Um, Hamas launched a terrorist attack and missiles. They did that. This should have been talked about because this had already happened when this interview took place. I would have sat there and said, wait a minute, it was a success? Seems to me there were they launched another attack. It seems to me a ceasefire is not going to work because Hamas doesn't want it to work. She's right, though. I mean, like I said, carpet bomb everything. So that's that would be one way to do it. By the way, this is, a, this is another reason why politicians shouldn't run wars. This is why the United States has had real problems trying to win wars lately because we've let our politicians run them. Wars are ugly. People die in wars. That's how they work. There are bad things. They are amoral. They are not. There's no such thing as a moral war. I even even if you look at World War II, which you would say is about as close to a moral war as you can get. Look at the sides that were joined. Russia, who invented the concentration camp, joined in with the United States. That was not a good thing. But at wars at best, they're amoral. They're not good. They're always ugly. That's why people should see them. That's why they should be fought, so that they don't get fought. People need to see the realities of war. But the problem is not let little things like, not let um, their emotions get in the way. That's why you let the military run a war. Politicians are worried about the emotions of the people. And that's a huge problem. Okay, so this is what Pramila Jayapal thinks should happen in Israel. One is, um, you said it worked. Yes, there were hostages who were released, but it wasn't even an actual uh, hard ceasefire. They were just trying to get another day and Hamas wouldn't comply. So what makes you think that Hamas would comply with a longer-term ceasefire. Well, I think this is all about negotiation. Qatar has been incredibly helpful here. It's not clear to me from the reporting 
um, who was to blame for? Uh, you don't for believe the, the U.S. the Biden uh, administration that Hamas? Well, I just think it's very complicated. Young women. I think it's very very complicated. Um, it's it's not. We don't have all the information in front of us. We uh, obviously can you know can rely on some statements that are made. But I think that in these negotiations, everybody wants something. And I think Qatar has said that Hamas is still at the table. Israel should still be at the table. In fact, some of the hostages. Are, the Israeli hostages are saying that Israel should still be at the table because this is complex negotiation and it doesn't happen unless both sides are willing to come to some kind of an agreement. That's how we got the well, first seven days. What a moron. Okay, Qatar is pro-Hamas. Qatar has been pro-Iran. Qatar is not uh, looking at for the best interests of Israel. They want the war stopped. Because they want the war, they want Hamas to, to, they want Hamas not to be destroyed. By the way, when, when a politician doesn't want to answer a question, it's always complicated. You notice that? Oh, well, that's a compliment. The Biden, is the Biden administration lying? Which, by the way, they're not. The Biden administration is pretty much saying what is happening. But she can't say, no, the Biden administration, yeah, they're lying or they're wrong. She can't say that. It's an election year. So it's always complicated. Hey, 1,200 people were raped and murdered by Hamas. There's nothing to negotiate here. And by the way, Hamas needs to be destroyed. They, they, they continue to fight. They just launched missiles this weekend. They continue to fight. So there's nothing to negotiate. Hamas needs to be destroyed. There's there's nothing, no way around that. And by the way, just out of curious, let, curiosity, let's say Israel decided to go to the negotiating table and deal with this, which they shouldn't. What would a deal look like exactly? Israel's going to go into a deal, go into a negotiation table and say, "You guys all need to surrender." You need to collapse your government, get rid of your government. You need to all walk into Israel with your hands up. And then you need to be tried for war crimes. The only negotiation that I would have, if that's not going to happen and it won't, why would you even go to a, a negotiating table? There's nothing to negotiate with this whole thing. Okay, so... Here is Dana Bash now talking to uh, Jayapal about the fact that many of the Hamas leadership are saying, oh yeah, we're going to, this is going to continue on. This was just a dress rehearsal. Listen to how Jayapal responds. You are hearing from Hamas leaders over and over again that the brutal massacre of the 1,200 Israeli civilians was just the beginning, just a rehearsal, and that they want to continue to do it over and over again. So a ceasefire would keep that brutal terrorist regime in place in, in Gaza. I don't think that's true. I think that what is true is that Hamas needs to be taken out. It is a terrorist organization. How would you do that? 
But I think the way to do that, as many terrorism experts have said, is to create a durable and strong coalition of allies within the Middle East, with the United States, with Israel, to make sure that we have a long-term political solution, that there is an alternative to Hamas to lead uh, in Gaza and to establish a state for Palestinians. This is, I mean, we cannot, we have to condemn what Hamas did on October 7th. We cannot allow for 15,000 Palestinians to date to have been killed, three quarters of whom are women and children, and say that that is yeah. going to help us and, in the long the term. Listen. Morally, Dana, morally, yeah. but also strategically for Israel, the only way through this is to create a situation where there is a political solution that involves a Palestinian just, state and an Israeli I, I think, state. In other words, what needs to happen is we need to reward Hamas by giving them their own state. Okay, first off, Hamas has never wanted a state. They don't want their own state. They want all of Israel. They're very clear. It's in their constitution. They're not there to they're not there to negotiate. They're not there for their state solution. The Biden administration is saying the same damn thing. It's stupid. That's not what they want. It's not happening. And by the way, she doesn't think it's true. Hamas is saying that the the uh, that the October seventh terrorist attack was just a rehearsal. There's something bigger on the horizon. They are saying it. We'll get to that. She's actually Dana Bash is actually quoting what a Hamas official actually said. And again, I'll, I'll just point this out. Um, oh, we need to get, Israel needs to get with their allies. Here's a question I have. Where were these allies before? Hamas has been bombing Israel for decades now, since at least 2010. And there were no allies telling Hamas to knock it off. On the contrary, there were allies, there were supposedly our allies, including the United States, Go Hamas, you're being colonized, you're in a concentration camp, blah, 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 that kind of crap. There were no allies for Israel then. Suddenly there are going to be allies. And of course she brings up, she brings up the, the 15,000 children and women are dead. Those are num numbers coming from Hamas. We don't know how many are dead. They said that hospitals are being blown up. We know that's not true. Hospitals are not being blown up. A, ho a hospital parking lot was hit. And now we also know that their Hamas terror, their film of Hamas terrorists inside the hospitals using the hospital as a shield. As far as I'm concerned, that was enough evidence to blow the hospital up. Okay, so here we go. She talks about here how to get rid of Hamas. And of course... She was asked that, the first question, and she said, oh, well, you know, uh, I don't know. Well, should have been her answer. She didn't have an answer. She started blaming Israel again. Well, well, Hamas, yes. How should Hamas be destroyed? Well, Israel should go to the... <laughs> Incredible. Listen to this comment here. Ideally, what you're talking about could make sense. It's just unclear how you get from here to there. Who's going to get rid of Hamas if 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 uh, if if there's no continued uh, war and 
I think what you're relying on is um, the pressure from Arab states, and they haven't been willing to it's, do that. It's so not far. just that, well, part of the reason they haven't been willing to do that is because we have been uh, allowing Israel to literally indiscriminately bomb hospitals, violate international humanitarian law. And so we are creating well, even pre-October. Enemies. Okay, even pre-October 7th. Can I just ask you one more thing about that? She just refuses to stop blaming Israel. I mean, how do you get rid of Hamas? Well, Israel starts bombing hospitals. They didn't start bombing anything until Hamas attacked. Again, she refuses to actually acknowledge any of that. She continually, and, and Bash does get the hint about that. She finally calls her out and says, hey, wait a minute, you know, you keep talking, you keep going back to Hamas, keep going back to Israel and what they need to do. Um, there were a lot of people murdered by Hamas, murdered, raped by Hamas terrorists. So uh, why do you keep going back to Israel doing things? Okay, let's listen to this next. Uh, let's listen to this next segment. I have seen the information and intelligence that Hamas has used its own civilians. The death of civilians are it's horrendous, but Hamas has used its own civilians as human shields. Those hospitals and so forth are places where Hamas uh, keeps weapons and uh, keeps its civilian it's uh, Hamas leadership that they had their headquarters there Dana um, international humanitarian law says that you cannot attack a hospital unless uh, there is there are some circumstances if if rockets are fired from that hospital that is one thing but hospitals are protected we have had refugee camps that are bombed um, right now there are e even the only pediatric hospital in Gaza is not operating if we want to defeat terrorists, we have to abide by international humanitarian law. That is just my fundamental belief. And that it, at the end of the day, what we need is a lasting coalition that is not going to be formed if Israel continues to do what they are doing. And the United States cannot be backers of this kind of indiscriminate bombing. That is my firm belief. What's weird is in that question, she actually... Jayapal actually admits Hamas is running things over there. She ignores that they're using civilians as shields. She just goes straight into blaming Israel again. Israel cannot hit hospitals. That's what she's saying. They're not allowed to hit hospitals. But she ignores the fact that Hamas terrorists are inside the hospitals or un in tunnels underneath the hospitals. Okay. And by the way, the international law, she keeps bringing up Inter, uh, international law. Well, international law is not being followed by Hamas. None of that is ever brought up. Hamas is violating international law. Israel has justification to bomb hospitals right now. They're not bombing hospitals. So her comment at the end about Israel not indiscriminately bombing, uh, about Israel indiscriminately bombing throughout uh, the Gaza Strip is just not true. Israel can indiscriminately bomb. They've got the technology to level the entire city. They're not doing that. They're not bombing hospitals. This is just not happening. Now, these, this next one, this segment's a little longer. It's about three minutes. This is, without a doubt, the most evil thing 
she could absolutely say. And I can't believe she said, she's getting a lot of crap for this today. And this is where Dana Bash is talking about the rape and rape of women, the sexual violence that's happening caused by Hamas. Not Israel, mind you, but Hamas. Uh, sexual violence. And the it's kind of remarkable that this issue hasn't gotten enough attention uh, globally. Widespread use of rape, uh, brutal rape, sexual violence against Israeli women by Hamas. Um, I've seen a lot of progressive women generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and speak out against using rape as a, as a weapon of war. But downright silent on what we saw on October 7th and what might be happening inside Gaza right now to these hostages. Why is that? I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think we, we always talk about the impact of war on women in particular. In fact, I remember 20 years ago I did a petition around the war in Iraq. Have you said, saying have that, you talked about it since oh, October absolutely. 7th? And I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned Specifically all of women? the actions. Absolutely. The, the rape, the, of course. But I think we have to remember that Israel is a democracy. That is why they are a strong ally of ours. And if they do not comply with international humanitarian law, they are bringing themselves to a place that makes it much more difficult strategically for them yeah. to be able to build the kinds of allies to keep public opinion yeah. with them. And frankly, uh, morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian with, with, law says. Okay, with, with respect, I was just asking about the the women, and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. I, I said it's horrific, and okay. I think that rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. Terrorist organizations like Hamas obviously are using these as tools. Mm -hmm. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. Yeah. 15,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israeli airstrikes, three quarters of whom and it's, are women and children. And it's horrible, but you're, you don't see Israeli soldiers raping um, Well, Dana, I think women. we're not, we're not, I, I don't want this to be the hierarchy of oppressions. Right. I think 15,000 people be. have been killed. It shouldn't be, which is horrible. 2.2 million Palestinians live in a 140 square mile area, mm -hmm. which is about the size of Las Vegas, with a population that is four times that of Las Vegas, and, and 1.8 million Palestinians right now are displaced. Can they I are living in shelters. They are being told to move to South Gaza, then South Gaza is being bo yeah. bombed. They're being told to move to North Gaza. There are no homes left. Yeah. The vast majority of infrastructure has been destroyed. In other words, sexual violence is okay as long as it's being done to Jews. It, it, we can ignore the fact that it be, because Gaza, uh, they're being bombed. They're being bombed. Well, they're being bombed because Hamas walked into Israel, killed 1,200 people, raped women, killed babies. Yeah, no, they're being bombed for that reason. But forget that. And by the way, again... it. You ever hear someone say, however, or but, just ignore everything. What they're basically saying is ignore everything I just said. Ignore everything I just said. Okay, well, is this going to keep going? I mean, this was, what she said was probably one of the most 
horrific statements you could make, basically justifying rape or excusing it because now Israel is bombing, is actually taking action against what Hamas did. All she, all she, well, we don't know that Israel isn't raping women. That's the only thing I was expecting her to say, and she never did, but good for her, I guess. But to excuse this stuff, that's what these people do. Okay, well, we'll get to what the Palestine, what the Hamas terrorists are actually saying tomorrow, because we're running late. I hope you guys have a great day. Uh... God bless. I'll talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics.